Welcome to the Yarn Barn. G'day guys, it's Liam from the Australian Dads Network just here to share a brief message on the importance of connection and why through connection, we in the Australian Dads Network, Dads on the Yarn Barn, have created significant change in the lives of the men that are involved, that are men that are, that are engaged and informed by the community that we have created inside there. So, this episode is to give you some context as to the reason why we are successful in what we do. So, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you get some value out of it. So, the, the way to get this conversation started, I suppose, is to tell you how and give you some information if you haven't heard already as to how this all started. In 2014, I uh, and my wife, we uh, were in the Karatha Hospital, the old Karatha Hospital. If you're in Karatha, it's called the bunker. Uh, it was an old bunker underneath some of the um, dirt, which is, uh, I don't know why it was underneath the ground. Was, well, it was cyclone rated, I suppose, is, is the reason why it was underground now that I think about it. But it was a bunker. It looked like more of a military bunker than a, a cyclone uh, protected hospital. Regardless, it doesn't matter in the story. <laughs> That's where it was. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, we've got a new hospital, which is uh, above the ground, which is kind of cool. So on the 6th of October, 2014, we had our first boy, Reed. And amazing experience, right? Like anyone who's gone and had their first kid, uh, it's, it's mind-blowing. For me, there was a range of range of emotions, fear. Um, I was scared. I was excited. I was loving. Um, I was, you know, I was conscious of uh, my wife and making sure that we were. Um, I was supporting her, but also like the biggest thing that I felt was that level of fear that I, you know, I didn't read any of the books prior to having this kid. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand what the next step is except for, you know, don't drop him as I leave the hospital. That's probably a really good start. Fortunately, in Karatha, it's only like three minutes from the hospital to my house. So, as far as not getting into a car accident, that was pretty good. But I was still, still extremely scared to drive home with, with our newborn in the car. And all of this was just part of the, you know, it was all probably in a, in a matter of like hours where I was going through these range of emotions and, and a lot of you guys can relate. As, and what I noticed initially was that my mindset had shifted. My mindset had shifted from being a man to a dad. And at the time, I, like I said, I didn't know what that meant. But definitely as I started to consider what that all meant and what, it, what, it, what the feelings I was going through internally were, it was really about understanding that this is new and anything new comes with challenges regardless of how new or how big the challenge is um, or what this what the significant moment is for me this was a significant moment that is going to come with a lot of challenges and there was fear associated with that and anxiety because you don't know what's coming around the corner especially if you don't read the books right <laughs> that's why we wrote the uh, the five mistakes new dads make and, uh, and and that's a book that you can get on our website too, by the way, for free. Anyway, so yeah, I, I got home and I had to think about what this all was about. And during, the, during this reflection, I realized that there was one thing that was missing. 
uh, in Karatha, in the regional area of WA. You know, my wife and I, we didn't have any real connections, real people who knew what we were uh, or that we... We didn't have the people around us that we could ask for support, or at least I didn't anyway. When Alison walked out of the hospital, she had this bag of goodies which had all of the, the mums groups and stuff that she was supported by and could access if she wanted to and you know some flyers for this and flyers for that and you know, I didn't get that and it would have been really nice to get that and fortunately enough, the Karatha Hospital, the new one, has, has got on board with the Australian Dads Network to be able to provide um, some of the dads paraphernalia that we have into their parenting packs, you know, six years later, I'll finally be able to get my shit together to be able to, to get that to them, uh, which is, it just, which is really cool and exciting. But at the time I didn't have anything and, you know, me being from the Western suburbs of Melbourne originally and Alison being from Canada and Karatha in that time was still quite a transient town. So anyone who lives in regional areas, especially mining sort of dominated industry areas, and towns, it's it's a transient population, a lot of FIFO and there's a lot of people who just come and go and it's really hard to cr- create that connection and create that community and we didn't have it at the time and so I struggled and Reed, our, our firstborn, he had uh, silent reflux for the first six months and bloody hell, if anyone's gone through that, you know how hard it is and and for us, well, me being that that husband that just wanted to be there and support his wife the whole way through it, um, you know, stoic and, you know, strong. I was working a full-time job. Reed was sleeping 45 minutes at a time and then he'd wake up and then he would cry and he wouldn't sleep and he'd go back to sleep after a little while and then 45 minutes later he'd wake up again in agony and pain and crying and this happened every day for six months straight and we were up at the same time together working through it recipe for disaster right and we went to gps and the gps were like oh that's just what kids do kids just cry and kids don't sleep very well so just deal with it and you know get on with life nah mate that just doesn't that just didn't sit well with us and and we tried and we kept pushing through and as a result you know when i was leading teams at that time i was you know so i was working full time and i was coming home and then doing that at home it was i was gone from i went from this leader who was you know really passionate about being there to support his team and listening and empathetic and i moved into this place due to fatigue and stress and my own anxiety and my own worry and overwhelm and anger, that's what I brought onto my team. So when I came back to the, you know, after a shit night, I go back into the office the next day and I put all of that onto the crew. And I knew that that wasn't acceptable, but that's just what I did because I didn't understand how to deal with the emotions that I was going through. And I was just burnt out and struggling through each day. And my wife and I, we went into some, some really challenging places mentally to be able to deal with this and and it wasn't until six months went past when we got an appointment with a pediatrician and he told us look at yourselves guys and he to be fair he he, he said that to Allison um he said look at yourself and and that's when he said that your son's got silent reflux and we were like yes diagnosis okay what is this silent reflux and he said what it was and we went, okay, 
that's interesting. Makes sense. Now, how do we fix it, Doc? <laughs> and he said, you go to Woolies. I'll seven. There's this formula called AR formula. Oh, cool. What's that stand for? Anti-reflux formula. And I thought, well, this must be some sort of magic formula that's just come out of nowhere overnight. And he said, it's been there forever. (laughs) Oh, man, this stuff has been in the aisles that we've walked up and down for the last six months. It's been there. And we haven't been able to access it because we didn't know what it was because we didn't have the support network around us to be able to get that information. If we had people around us to be able to say, hey, this is what my son's going through. What do you reckon it is? Not saying that like your mates are doctors and should be able to give you that sort of advice, but people who have been through it may have seen some of the signs and symptoms that we were going through and then said, hey, this can't hurt him now. Why don't you give it a crack? So we went and got this stuff straight after the pediatrician's appointment, got that from aisle seven at Woolies, picked up a bunch of it, took it home, gave it to Reed, and he slept for 11 hours that night. Just in case you didn't hear that, after six months of only sleeping for 45-minute intervals at a time, giving Reed one serving of anti-reflux formula, he slept for 11 hours. Let that sink in. And immediately you go, oh, geez, that must have been good for you guys. No. (laughs) I didn't sleep for the whole night. I can't remember sleeping a wink the whole night because I was sitting next to him, poking him at regular intervals, making sure that he was still alive. But safe to say, he was good. You know, within a month after that, on a regular routine, he got his life back as far as he got some energy, he was happy, and he was sleeping. We moved into that space too, where we went, oh, this is nice. And we started to, you know, day two, day three, day four, day five, we started to get our energy back from having all that sleep as well. It was amazing. You know, and there's a bunch of learnings that came from that for us. But for me, you know, firstly, understanding how fatigue can play a massive factor in uh, or a massive part in our day-to-day life. And if we don't get it, how much it impacts us negatively. So, sleep is a massive factor in in our life and getting that and, and allocating time to that is extremely important, right? The other thing was just to make sure that... Um, you know, from that experience, we learned that we need to be taking intervals, you know, sharing that time. And I'm not going to get into, um, you know, the the process of communication and 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 management of a newborn um, roster. You know, that's probably another whole podcast in itself and probably someone that maybe is a bit more adept in, in that communication piece. But for me, understanding that the big part of this was not having that crew around me that I could ask these questions, that I could just get some support and just go, Jesus, I'm being a real ass at work and I'm not who I'm supposed to be. I don't want to be this guy and I don't know how to break this, you know, and I'm going down this path and I don't want to go down this path but this is where I'm going and I can't stop and I don't understand why. I don't have, I didn't have that crew around me to ask that question. You know, I had mates, I wasn't, wasn't lonely or anything like that. I had I had some some people, but they either had kids that were you know either left home like they were empty nesters or they had they didn't have kids so they didn't understand. So it took me it took me a good year to get to the point of going. I actually I need I need something. I need men in my life who can help me navigate this dadhood stuff. 
And so I did some research, had a look around, and I couldn't find anything. So I just set up this little Facebook group, right? And a lot of you guys know this story, but so I won't go too too far into it, but set up this Facebook group. And originally it was called the Pilbara Dads Network. And uh, there was some guys from interstate who were traveling around and stuff doing FIFO work and whatnot and, and wanted to be involved. So the name, you know, organically changed to Australian Dads Network so that it wasn't isolated just to the Pilbara. But what this created was this, it was clear to me that through this network, I wasn't alone. And then there was a bunch of guys in here who were in the group that were, you know, just like me, dads who were struggling with something or who just needed to connect. And this podcast has gone on a wild tangent, but originally the concept for me to do this one was about connection and the importance of connection. And and that's what it's that's what it is. No matter what the area of this network that you find interesting, if you're in it, awesome. You understand what I'm talking about. If you're not in the network yet and you've just come along to this podcast just to have a listen, awesome. Thanks. But connection, no matter if it's in the Australian Dads Network or whether it's in some other element of your life, I know through the research over the last six years of doing this that connection is the most important need for us all. It's, it's, it's so critical to our mental and emotional health. So, you know, when I think of the time that I missed, the damage that I caused to people at the time when I was at my, my weakest and my most, um, what I felt was broken, you know, all I needed was connection. I didn't need the latest tool or the latest strategy or, you know, that whatever the color pill is that Matrix tells you to to take for, I don't know, whatever it does. I just needed connection. I just needed someone to listen. And so, my passion is doing that, is providing that space, is providing that opportunity for guys to be able to come to me and and ask those questions or seek that guidance. And, And I still do it inside the group too. Connection is going to be the thing, in my opinion, that, and I mean real, honest, with the highest integrity, genuine, loving, and dedicated connection is going to be the thing that saves lives. And I feel that that is, that is hard with all the research that's out there that, you know, that talks about a whole range of different things that are, there's, there's so much invested in crisis Got on a massive tangent here, aren't I? There's so much invested in crisis management of mental health, especially in men's mental health. So go and get support when you're in crisis. But there's nothing or very little that is in the pre-invention. You know, I feel like we cover a whole range of areas and there's not much that's in that space that can provide that level of support and connection to a group of men who traditionally and notoriously don't engage in services and don't aren't that aren't vulnerable enough that haven't learned how to manage or explore their emotional states and so as a result keep going through keep just bashing down walls 
instead of finding solutions or asking, how can I get through the door? How can I ask a good question to be able to support somebody else? How can I be vulnerable enough to then give permission to somebody that through that vulnerability gives permission to somebody else to open up? There's so much in this and I know that through this, there is opportunity for all of us to open up for a conversation. And my goal for this podcast, as you've already heard already, some of the amazing stuff that's already come out of this is to continue the real conversations with the real guides who are in our network and who can provide guidance and support for what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve. So the big picture is continuing the connection to make sure that every time we do this, this podcast, every time we have a conversation inside the network, every time that guys from the community get together face-to-face, those are impactful moments that are going to create change, that are going to give those guys the opportunity to see something better, to know that they can be better, to know that where they are right now is enough and there's always opportunity to try for more. And when I say more, whatever that looks like for you, your goals are yours. And if you don't know what they are, then that's a question to ask inside the community. We've all got our own values. And if you don't know what your values are, do some research and ask the guys in the community. Reach out because those things, your values, your goals, all those things, there's what's going to drive you. And we're here for you. We're here to support you. So if you're in the community, reach out. It's okay to sit in the background for a little while, but if there's something that's niggling at you, if there's something that you're struggling with, if there's something that you feel like I just don't have the answer, then reach out. We're there 24-7. If you're listening to this and you're not, and you're a dad or a man and you're not in the, uh, the ADN dads on the yarn bun, then reach out, get in there, search us on Facebook, get involved. If there's another thing that we can be doing or supporting you in some way, but you don't want to be on Facebook or you don't want to be in that community, or maybe you're a partner of someone who's struggling, just reach out. All of our details are on our website. You can get in touch with us. Yes, we're the Australian Dads Network, but we're really here to support as many people as we can. And we do it in a real, tangible way. And it's a really easy way. So if you want to get involved, reach out. We're keen to partner up. We're keen to support your organizations, you as an individual. We're here for the long haul and we're here to do the best we can and have fun while doing it. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate you spending time with me and I hope you got some value out of it. I look forward to connecting with you really soon. Take care.